So this poem by Kabir that I read is um, a poem I've been mulling over in my mind, replaying, and uh, this talk uh, is something I've actually been really sitting with. So if you've sat other uh, other sits with me throughout this week, then you might have heard a version or the same talk, so hopefully you'll hear something new or different this time. But the message is the same. Um, the reason why I chose this uh, particular poem, and I'll read it again, is because it really, uh, I think, uh, speaks directly to the topic of uh, discernment and using discernment versus this critical and judging mind that we tend to carry on our backs. So I'll read it again. O mind, you carry on your back your actions like a heavy sack. No wonder that your shoulders ache. Another strains enough to break your neck. So drop this stupid load. This is the last stop on the road where you can find rest, stay, be love's guest. And when I think about this poem and what it means to me, the idea of um, being love's guest versus uh, kind of staying in the this judgmental mindset that I've been so conditioned to abide by all the time. So, this talk tonight is 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 about this using uh, kind of this uh, way of discernment uh, versus this way of judgment uh, in the mind, in the in our meditation practice, in our lives. Um, both personally and also outwardly. Uh, so I'm just going to talk a little bit about kind of the, the difference between the two. So judgment uh, is something that we imply value on or is associated with the label of good or bad, positive or negative. Uh, while discernment uh, is seeing a thing or a situation as it is without a value placed on it. And having a, an equanimous response, a balanced response. Um, so these two uh, uh, kind of characteristics that um, really a lot of it is about choice and about training, I think, also. Uh, to train the mind to discern versus the uh, maybe the more conditioned uh, characteristic of judging both judging internally and judging our practice and judging um, externally, you know, the, the situation in the world or our boss or our, you know, friends, decisions or whatever. So, our, you know, our environment has helped us to create these judgments um, of our lives, our bodies. And some of the, some of the examples that I was thinking about are uh, our parents. And kind of the direct way in which we may have received this uh, judgmental kind of mind 
uh, from our parents or not. It could be our, from our schools or peers, media, advertisements. We're kind of inundated with um, this kind of quick fix. This will make you happy. You know, do this, do that uh, uh, mentality. So I've noticed in this culture. We tell ourselves, if you know, if I only had that new iPod or a better vehicle or more money, if I had a better job, if I had more weight or less weight, then I'd be happy. And the Buddha talked about this being craving and this being suffering. Suffering is like uh, a way of talking about unsatisfactoriness. So there's this quote that um, I heard some time ago from a nun. And, um, and I can't remember her name. She was visiting. And she spoke ab- about a teaching from the Buddha that form by its very nature is imperfect. And this is a quote that I've sat with for a long time and really, really like. And um, this idea of form by its very nature being imperfect, meaning our lives, our bodies, our society, is really imperfect. And this judgment of uh, and this craving of seeking perfection, I think, is where a lot of us, myself for sure, get kind of caught in this idea of, um, you know, if I only had this, then I'd be happy. If I only could sit for an hour and a half per time, you know, if my mind would really just stay focused on the breath, the whole sit, you know, or whatever it is, you know. Um, oftentimes during meditation, um, I use I, I I've begun to use discernment as a way to uh, kind of counteract this the judging mind and this is something I I learned a long time ago and um still you know still utilize regularly which is just this idea of noting just as if some of you may have had the uh, the instruction of you know when you you realize that your mind or that the attention has wandered off into thought that you just note thinking thinking and then come back to the breath. And using this, that same kind of quality or that same technique of noting um, when you are noticing self-judgment or, or judging out or judging a, a situation or um, a person, you know, even the president, noticing, uh, judging, judging, you know, and how that uh, really kind of keeps us separate and suffering, separate from others separate from our what would be considered true nature and then this idea of um, of suffering of, of unsatisfactoriness of not clearly seeing things just as they are so we also begin to, co- to compare our insides with others outsides um, this is something that I've noticed in my uh, career as a counselor working a lot with you know young people who are really kind of creating identity, and we've all been young. We've all created our our identity, uh, and and then you know, the, a lot of it may be false identity, and it's changing and shifting all the time. But um, but there is a lot of this like, uh, uh, if I only had, if I was only this, if I was only that, then I would be happy, then I would be accepted, then I would be loved. Um, and I and I think that a lot of times this carries into you know, all aspects of our lives. So this idea of, you know, if I had this or that, then I would feel this way or that way is this constant kind of like balancing 
of, 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 of judging what's happening now like what's our experience now and then looking or leaning to the future with this comparing mind so the, the Buddha described this um, as, as the hungry ghosts that can never be satisfied and there's a few images that I really like uh, to use about, about this hungry ghost the, and the hungry ghost um, in the way that I understand it is really uh, can be considered a hell realm and uh, the way I understand that is to mean the hell realm of the mind, the uh, the kind of dark places of our mind, of our um, of our our, our uh, personality, of our mindsets, of our conditioning. And so, but some of the images that um, I've heard are are that the, the hungry ghosts are these large-bellied um, beings that uh, have really tiny, tiny mouths. Like pinhole mouths, and there's they're constantly having to try to feed themselves and never satisfied, never full, never content, and that this is uh, talked about as this craving uh, that happens in in our lives or in the mind. And then another uh, uh, image that I've, de- I've heard described as the hungry ghost is uh, is this um, this this idea of there's a feast. Uh, in front of us, and that and that the, the the hungry ghosts are around the this table, and there's all this yummy, beautiful food, and um, and they have no elbows, and so there there is no way that they can feed themselves, and so there there's this constant kind of torment, and then the 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 good or the not the good but the um, the solution that, that comes out of this is that they learn through generosity, through feeding each other, that they share, and then they're able to kind of grow and change. So this ties into this idea of judgment, um, because we're often uh, caught in this wanting to be satisfied, this craving that uh, continues to happen. And it's also described as the cycle of addiction or dependent origination. It can also could, could be described as. And um, the cycle of addiction is something that that therapists and counselors um, here in the states, you know, uh, talk to quite a bit about us being a really an addicted society, addicted to wanting, addicted to craving, um, even addicted to uh, uh, technology, addicted to uh, having. Um, and and you know, uh, His Holiness the Dalai Lama um, spoke about this particularly. Around well, in two occasions, one speaking about this what what can be looked at as uh, uh, self hatred or low self esteem that there was um, a, a meeting with Western teachers um, with His Holiness and and they uh, you know were asking him you know how do we work with this uh, this quality of self hatred of low self esteem that we see with so many of the students that that we have here in the states and His Holiness was like. Like kind of perplexed and kind of spoke with his um, translator and they, they tried a different tra- a few different translations and it turned out the translator finally turned to um, to the teachers and said you know we, we don't really have a word for this self hatred in our in our language um, and so they came to a, a, a way for his holiness to understand and and his and his holiness just kind of Said, yeah, you know, we 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 don't have this inner kind of turmoil in the same way. Um, 
and then so that so there was this kind of lack of understanding um, that maybe elsewhere that's kind of uniquely here in the West. And then there's more. There was another discussion about that. Uh, his, when His Holiness the Dalai Lama first came to the country um, and began to travel around, he actually um, was quite surprised at uh, the amount of um, suffering and uh, uh, craving that was here. Because he kind of had in his mind this thought, of this idea of America being rich, and you know, so there's so much wealth here, and that he figured there would be less suffering. Um, and then when he you know, began to kind of meet with Western teachers and he realized actually there's not more, but there is as much or, and, and it comes, shows itself in different ways. And one of the ways is the self-judgment, right? This, uh, this idea of walking around constantly comparing and, um, our, you know, insides with others, outsides, and that this is really a, a cause of suffering. So in Pali, uh, the word mana means measuring. And it can mean measuring pride, measuring ego, and then finally, comparing. And so this is really kind of the essence of uh, what the Buddha talked about is the comparing mind. So mana comes down to three forms. uh, Better than, less than, or worse than, which we may recognize as self-hatred or low self-esteem. And then equal to. And this quality of equal to can be um, uh, the qualities of mind of equanimity <clears throat> or also um, you know, discernment. And so I'll speak a little bit more about that. So some uh, comparing is merely an observation. You know, he is taller than me or she is a different gen- gender than me. There's no judgment attached to it. It's really just an observation um, of what is. And that this, is what this, this uh, idea of discernment versus judgment kind of comes from this idea of like being able to be the observer and observing um, without judgment, without putting a label on it. But the Buddha recognized that our, that our minds have been conditioned to compare. <clears throat> that this is a quality of the mind. Um, but this, but this, this other uh, kind of quality of judgment is something that has been developed through lots of the things I already spoke about. So, however, the, the Buddha pointed out that every time that we compare ourselves or to others, that we are creating a sense of self that is a fixed um, identity, that we are locking ourselves into beliefs about who we are, our personality, our ego, our story. So, which is against the, the main teaching of anicca, right, impermanence, that which arises passes away. Um, and also the, the, the teaching of anatta, which is that there is a no fixed and permanent self, that we, uh, that this body, that there is no, that there is a, maybe a personality, but that this identity, there is no like uh, thing that continues that is the same. And so when we lock in, and uh, Gil Fronstow calls it selfing, when we're putting uh, these judgments or these comparing ourselves to others, then we're constantly putting layers of identity on. on. And then this identity kind of gets us locked into a I am. And so this is something that, um, you know, working with in meditation, working with within our lives can be really helpful. This uh, using discernment, this uh, observation, and so some of the ways I mentioned that I, I've used uh, this idea of in, in meditation when I, 
when I find myself, my you know, my my mind wanders off, and I'm um, thinking about something or in a story, and I realize this doesn't happen as much as it used to. The what happens next, where I would go, oh man, I suck. Like I'm so <laughs> I'm so bad at this. I should just give up now. You know, um, especially when I when I've been on retreats and whatnot. Um, and then, or sometimes I open up my eyes. Gosh, everyone is doing it so much better than me, you know. And um, so, when these things happen, uh, uh, just using just using that noting of judgment, judgment, and then letting it go, and coming back to the breath, you know, back to the body, back to the now. And um, over time, you know, this is lessened a little bit, right? So another way that um, that I'd like to use this. Um, this practice of discernment is in my is, is in my relation with others um, and my actions. So you know, I'm, we, we talk about the idea of skillful or unskillful, and really, instead of like good or bad or right or wrong, like looking at an interaction, co- trying to come from this place of non-harming um, with action or speech, and then really, you know, I blow it a lot. <laughs> I do. And um, especially with speech, you know, it's, I'm getting better. You know, all these things. It's like, like this. This practice is real for me in the way that I see progress. You know, and um, so, but using these terms of skillful versus unskillful. Uh, so, so let's say I, I have an interaction. Um, this used to happen at the job. I had a lot where I would, we would get heated and opinion and have an interaction, and it would be really unskillful. And instead of like walking away, oh, I'm getting fired now, or oh, I'm gonna, you know, get written up, or something like that, and then getting into this like, I suck, you know, I would, I would um, just stop and go, oh, that was an unskillful action, that was an unskillful communication, and then oftentimes I would even just say, and that was a really unskillful, you know, uh, uh, communication that I had with you. Is there a way we can do that again? You know, I've said that I had a boss who used to practice, and, or still does, but. So we would be able to play that for a while. So that's that. That was one an outwardly action that I could do, and then and then just just the the inward noting of oh wow that was a that was skillful or that was an unskillful um, uh, situation that I was just in. Or um, so this is kind of this observation, this this discernment of not placing um, blame or labeling, but really kind of trying to look at it from as neutral of a standpoint as as possible. So these are some ways in which I, uh, I think that uh, the, this idea of, of judgment versus discernment can be can be helpful, and we can work with it. Um, I used to say to myself, like I, I'm, I'm a really judgmental person. So I was I was fixed on this identity of being a judgmental person. Like it's just who I was, you know, who I am. And um, through this practice of present time awareness of you know uh, sitting and being with what is you know difficult or not so difficult pleasant unpleasant neutral um, this quality of discernment had really just kind of has naturally arisen uh, and so so my my you know kind of hope is by sharing this is that um, you know this will be something that uh, uh, all of you, you know, maybe are already doing, maybe are you know, far beyond even my my awareness of this, and and um, 
maybe will begin to do on your own. So that's about all I have for today. And we have you know about five, about five or ten minutes to have uh, some discussion about it or any you know, questions or clarifications. So thank you. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.